Welcome to Everybody's Bad with Money. I'm AJ Schneider, founder and CEO of Beyond the Green Coaching, where we help people every single day heal their relationship with money. Join me multiple times per week where I bring you inspiring guests, solo episodes, and share tangible money and life tips you need to be your most confident, independent, and empowered self. Welcome back to Everybody's Bad With Money. Today, we have a really special guest. So let me introduce Jenny. My guest today is a Canadian-American, New York City-based theater artist. Jenny holds degrees from Claritin University for Journalism and Film Studies, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts for Acting, and the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, where she did performance practices as research. Very cool. Jenny is particularly interested in art that concerns immediate social impact and a deep understanding of community and environment. By day, she works in member development for a business think tank. I cannot wait to dive into this episode with you. I hope you enjoy. Jenny, welcome to Everybody's Bad With Money. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. Oh my gosh. It feels like just yesterday we were having our first call and oh my gosh. Uh, very different Jenny. Very different. Also, I will say that I remember like getting the date wrong on my first call. So <laughs> you were like, um, do you still want to talk? And I was like, yes, I'm so sorry. I messed that up. Oh, that's so, so funny. A more put together now. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's so funny. Cool. Well, I kind of want to like dive in to like Jenny, like July, which I think is like so serendipitous because I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, so Jenny, July of 2021, even though we're not in July of 2022, I think it'll be really interesting to be like, where were you then? Where are you now? But I'll let you start with last year, July. Where were you? What was going on? Yeah. Looking back, I think like major term is oof. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had it together and I did not. In July of 2021, I was seven months into a new job uh, Mm. at a company that was very supportive and and I'm still with that company. So I'm very happy to be working where I'm working. But in July of 2020, I had lost a job due to COVID. I had no savings. So I had to borrow money out of my retirement with the idea that when I got a new job, I would, you know, put that money back in there. And we got to July of 2021 and I had not done that. Right. And I was really, I was really starting to come to terms with the fact that I, even though I was making more money than it ever made, was like, still had no savings and still had, you know, I sort of felt like I, had always felt, which was that I was just barely making it from month to month. So that's where I was money-wise. And it's so different now. What did you mean when you said like you thought you were making it? I mean, I think that in the moment, like when I, when it, for instance, when I had my first call with you, I was like, oh yeah, I have a retirement account. I don't have any savings, but this is what I have. Like I knew what I had but I definitely did not know how to use it or how to, you know, really understand it. Maybe is the right word. I I think it's, you know, I think it's one of those moments where you look back and you're like, Oh, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, uh, I will say this 
and I, I've said this already on the podcast, how often people use accounts that shouldn't be considered cash accounts as cash accounts, mm-hmm. like home equity lines of credit and, and retirement accounts. But luckily, you're young, so you can obviously rebound from that decision. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I have this money here anyway, and like, what's retirement? And let me just go and take it out. Right. Yeah. And then now, 12 months later, totally different mindset. I also think that one big difference between myself now and myself 12 months ago was that I really had not spent any time, any time at all, thinking about how my money habits were making me feel about my life. Mm -hmm. And how, where I was getting like the real like source of those feelings and the the fact that a lot of it was just really bad habits. Like what? Like the, it's so funny. Like you think about, I think this is one of your terms is the saving shuffle. Mm -hmm. The saving shimmy. The saving shimmy. Yeah. I did that saving shimmy like every month. Um, And I was, and I didn't have. I didn't understand how little security I had, Mm. you know, and how that, how shaky that was really making me feel. Yeah. Like how was that manifesting in your life? Like that feel, like that unconscious feeling of um, not feeling safe. Well, I think that I was more physically stressed than I am now, which is nice. Also there were, you know, we talk about the things you want to go to, like the, friends weddings or have, you know having to pick up and go somewhere for family commitments and all of that sort of stuff and there was no wiggle room for that for me you know and i there was no in case of actual emer- like i had no emergency fund so everything felt a little bit more precarious mm-hmm. which is such a it's such a relief to be away from that honestly yeah i'm sure yeah so now it looks like what for you? Oh my gosh. It's honestly night and day different. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm now obsessed with my retirement. I now have three retirement accounts. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I keep in, and I keep track of them pretty religiously, actually, probably more than I should. It's fun when you're first starting out, you know? Yeah. It's fun to it's be like obsessed with exciting. it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just to say that it like anything remotely money related is exciting to me is like, I'm I'm like, who am I (laughs) in the best way? Well, Um, I think before, sorry, I like, cause I, you know, you have like an arts background, right? And so do mm -hmm. you think a lot of your identity was like wrapped in being kind of a starving artist and like, oh, absolutely. Or being, you know, a poor artist. Yeah. I think that to share a little bit more, I, for a very large number of years in New York, like from 20, I want to say 2012 to 20, to for most of 2016, I was working three part-time jobs at a time and always barely making it to the end of the month. And I was, and I'm, you know, I wasn't living extravagantly. I, my rent was really cheap. I was getting food from most of the places that I worked, frankly. Yeah. Um, and I was just, you know, I was very wrapped up in, I was that person that everyone knew who had three jobs and was able to balance that. And it was like such an amazing thing. And, you know, I work, I look back and I'm like, oh, I was 
absolutely run off my feet. Like I didn't, I mean, I slept, but I probably wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, definitely not getting enough rest. Uh, and I really, you know, there was one year where I worked every single day from February, maybe 14th to Memorial day. Yeah. I've done that. And yep. And it, at the time it was like a source of pride. And I was like, you know, I didn't end up at the wrong job at any point. I was only ever late once in that time period. You know what I mean? So it felt like a point of pride. And then I look at like how much, how much I was working and how much stress it was causing me to be doing all that work and not being able to really afford to live my life. Yeah. And now when I think about it, I'm like, oh, my sense of how I value my time is completely different. Yeah. It's so interesting. And it's like, what was that rabbit wheel for? Right. Or that hamster wheel, rabbit wheel. Yeah. What was that hamster wheel for? I mean, listen, I was really ready to go there with you. I was like, yes, the rabbit wheel. Yeah, the rabbit wheel. (laughs) The rabbit wheel. Um, I think about that all I mean, I think that now that I'm thinking about it, I actually like, so I, I, in 2016, I spent a year in grad school. I came back and I still worked three jobs at a time until I lost my job in 2020. Like I lost my main job. So it, cause I was, I keep thinking like, oh, it sounds like that was only four years. And then I'm like, it was definitely longer than that. And that sense of what is the hamster wheel for, you know, at the time I do have an arts background. And at the time I was like, I'm doing all these part-time jobs so that I have the flexibility to audition. Yeah. But then I was working so much that I never auditioned. Yeah. And it's just, it, um, like from a creative standpoint, it is sort of like glamorized in a way, you know, you read about musicians and poets and artists who were like working and then running to auditions and like never had enough to eat and like all that stuff. And it sounds so great. And then you're living it and it's actually terrible. Yeah. First of all. And why wasn't it enough money? Like, that's what's so crazy. It's like you were working all the time every day, running around the city. Yeah. New York City. And like... Literally running around. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it wasn't enough. You were still barely getting by every month. Yeah. And... And this is where I think it's like, especially your course was really interesting because every year that I lived in New York, I made more money than I did the year before. Mm. Every single year, I'm like, like, I was never not improving, but I was always in the same situation at the end of every month. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's so many things that changed, right? Like time yes. budgeting and being like, I remember you were like, I'm only working one job. And we're like, okay, then we're going to make sure you make the most money from that one job. And it's a game changer. Definitely. And I, you know, while I was working with you, I got promoted and that became a real thing that I all of a sudden was making enough money. And also it's so, I just, you know, for me, and I can't speak for everyone. And like obviously everyone's story is a little bit different, but for me, only having one job is actually giving me a lot more creative space and brain energy than I've ever had before. And that's also really exciting. So I feel like I'm kind of the poster child for fighting against that like starving artist cliche, if you will, because there's so much you can do. Um, And there's so, and sometimes when you're stressed about money, even if you had the time, you couldn't be creative because you were so stressed. Yeah. I actually was just talking to an alumni the other day and she said to me, 
okay, so now that I actually have the space in my brain because I'm not stressed about money anymore, I'm actually feeling kind of lost. And I'm actually Mm. feeling a little bit like, what's the next step for me? Because I honestly never had the time to ever think think about about it. Ever, because yep. I was always just thinking about how much debt I was in, or how many, or how I didn't have any savings, or whatever. Yep. And now that I actually have a plan and a strategy, and I budget every month and every week, I'm like, I have so much more space in my brain, and I don't know how to fill it. It's wild, and it's. I mean, the lost feeling is probably a little bit off, not off putting, but can be a little like shaking. But um, I find it really exciting. It's just such a game, it's such a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm gonna say the word game changer probably 80 times in this, and I'm really sorry in advance. I love it. No, I I I always get like hooked on a like a word or a phrase, and then I'm just always like I remember when I was a yoga teacher and I would get in a word and it was like, oh my god, how many times can you say cool? Like AJ, mm-hmm. stop <laughs> saying cool. It's like, oh, go into wheel pose, cool. I'm like, why? But yeah, so what else? So what else? Um, so I, I interrupted you on your first comment on um, what was changing and you were saying time and all of that. So what else is different now in Jenny uh, 2022? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, I have an emergency fund mm-hmm. and other savings funds and I have legitimate goals. And I'm also, and this is something that I don't even know if we've talked about this, but I have more room in my life to reflect on my choices and to make more intentional choices. So for instance, like I was going to move in this summer and I went for a long walk the other day and I was like, you know what? If I push that move back four months, I'll be able to move much more comfortably and it will be less of like a time crunch for me. And I will be able to not move in the heat of the summer and not like have to, well, cause, and I'm now doing a bunch of, I have a bunch of family obligations in August. So I'm doing a lot of traveling. So if I had moved at the end of July, I would have moved and then immediately left. And I was like, that doesn't make sense for like how you want to feel about your home. So yeah, I've been able to like sit back and make that decision and not feel bad about it and not feel like it's a failure. I'm just like, nope, this is, I can move now. Or I could wait four months and my move would be so much more pleasant. So that is what I'm planning to do. But even having the sort of wherewithal and the like knowledge of my finances to be able to make that decision and have that type of reflection in my life has never been there before. Yeah. Because what would you have done in the past? I would have either A, felt obligated to move in July or B, not move for another whole year. Mm. and been miserable for the entire year. So, and felt like a failure and all of that. So it's just, you know, it would have been one of two, like I would have moved and felt really stressed about it and really like cramped. And probably because of that, like not moved into the best possible option for me, or I would have not moved at all. Whereas like now I am moving, I'm giving myself the space and the time and the like extra financial cushion to be able to really move into a place that I'm going to love and be happy with. And I'm not going to have to like be able to say like, I'm going to move now and I'm going to have to wait three months for a couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to feel really ready, really prepared. And I'll be able to make the best possible financial choice. 
in terms of an apartment. And then also, I will not be moving in the dead heat of July. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> like, give it to me. I to love me, sweating. Actually. That's so funny. I'm like, oh, I want to sweat. I am. Oh, I'm so, such a winter girl. I'm I love like, it. give me the ice in the snow any day over this. But yeah. And also, you know, to sort of like piggyback onto that, I'm much more in touch with where my values are because, you know, there's a big section of values in the course and like really establishing what's important to you. And I was like, is not moving in the heat really important to me? And there was a tiny part of me that was like, yeah, I actually think that's pretty important. So there you go. Yeah. I think you'll get a better deal in January or December than you would in, in July. I also think that that's very true. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I'm proud of you. I know that takes a lot of like putting your ego aside because there's that feeling of like, I'm a failure. Like I said, I was going to do this and I'm not. And it's like, Mm -hmm. wait, but actually this is way more in my best interest. And this is what I always say about goals. It's not about like hitting the mark right away. It's just about moving in that direction. You're never going to get anywhere if you don't even try. Yep. And it's okay if you change your mind or it changes. Even if you had just said to me, like, I decided I'm not going to move. Like, I mean, then, you know, we could go take that money and put it somewhere else. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't have to be so it's all or nothing. Like, as long as you're moving the needle in that direction. Absolutely. And also, even being able to properly assess and really sit down and be like, okay, what's in my overall best interest? My like understanding of that has completely changed. Yeah. So... So like diving deeper into like what you were saying about the b- ability to pause mm-hmm. and reflect and make strategic financial decisions. Yeah. How was that? Because that's more than just this moment that you've just explained. Because this, like right. now we know that it bleeds into every other area of your life, that ability to mm-hmm. like pause and like calm the nervous system and make a smart decision. Like how did you respond to decision-making in the past? That's a, that's a really good question. I think like in the past, there was all like money was always the stressful piece versus where I am now. I'm so excited to talk about my finances. Like it's never been more exciting to me to talk about my finances, truly. And one of the things that was so interesting is that my mom asked me the other day, she was like, you know, Jenny, what was different? Because my parents to their credit, were trying to give me really good advice for years, you know, and I just wasn't, I wasn't taking it in. And Mm. I think that there's something really powerful about realizing when you need help and pursuing the information that you need. This whole experience has been a big example of that for me in my life of that, like I, I was being given advice that was very good and I just wasn't ready to hear it. And when I was, it was important to me to seek it out. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful, relatable point is that until you're ready, it, you know, it won't land, yeah. you know, there, what, for whatever reason you had lessons with money that you needed to learn. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not everybody does and not and and everybody's is different. Yeah, absolutely. And I still had like I have a therapist, I practice meditation, I did Alexander technique for a lot of years. So there is 
you know, I was trying to make decisions and live intentionally before this, but I think that there is like an intentionality piece and a strategic piece. And I think the strategic piece really wasn't there for me Mm. because I was just always stressed about money. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, even in, when I think about like some of the jobs that I took, like I, before the pandemic, I was working a full-time job, a part-time job and a freelance job. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I took a full-time job that wasn't going to make it so that I could even work maybe two jobs rather than three right, is interesting to me. And I think that that was not, I mean, I loved where I was working and all that, but that wasn't very strategic on my end. And I was like only working from my gut. Right. And not, and I'm like, and I like to think of myself as like an intelligent human being, but I was really not using my brain in the best possible way. Right. You were acting, yeah, you were acting emotionally and, and wishfully, you know, oh, well, I, I love the, I love the values of this company. I I, I want to work for this company. I respect this company. Yeah. However, like you, you couldn't assess if financially this was even like the right choice for you. Of course. Yeah. Couldn't assess it at all. And I think that I am an optimistic person sort of by nature. And I think that I still am. I don't think that that has changed. I think my optimism is a little bit more grounded. And yeah, I think that that's probably the best way to put it is like I make decisions with like both intentionally and strategically from a place of grounded optimism. I love that. That's so good. If I had to summarize um, I love that into so one much. Sentence, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you hit on something really good about you had a therapist or have a therapist. Mm-hmm. You did the Alexander technique, which is all about the, the chicken or the egg, the mind body connection. Um, it's an, it's a, and you meditate and yet you still can figure out your finances. And I think why money is so powerful and can be such a, an agent for change is because it is the most material of all material things and everything in the mental health space and you know spiritual realm are very much in the body and in the mind and money's like and that it's so interesting if like we're going to even look at like tarot right there's like mm-hmm. the cups the swords the wands and the pentacles <laughs> it's like yeah and we have to deal with the material we have to deal with this and i resonate with your story so much because that was my story too i was trying to figure it out in my mind and i thought because i'm a very good worker if i worked really hard and i figured it out in my mind then my finances would get better yep i was exactly the same totally and it's so different now and now everything every decision feels a little bit more exciting that's so cool Oh my gosh. I love your story. I think so many people are going to relate to it. And I think this is a good segue because I'm dying to ask these questions on secrets out. Okay. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Four questions. Okay. Question number one, what's the worst thing you've ever done with money? Ooh, I, (laughs) there's, I have two, well. Feel fair to share two. Okay. I was going to say, I do have two. I, my mind immediately went to like 
I took a lot of money out of my retirement because I had no savings when I left my job during COVID. But that actually doesn't feel as bad as there. <laughs> I uh, took out a personal loan from a bank to pay off all my credit card debt and very quickly had maxed out one of those credit cards, like within months of doing that. So then I had a personal loan debt and credit card debt. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to be... Vicious, terrible cycle. I'm going to put on my um, student hat and let you be the teacher. What would you advise someone who does that now? Ah, well, (laughs) I would first of all... Honestly, I would first of all be like, I know this really great finance coach named AJ. I think you should talk to her, Um, which I have been doing and saying. That's so uh, funny. That's so sweet. And the other thing (laughs) that I would, I would talk to them a little bit about, you know, how you talk about budgeting and saving, like creating savings whilst paying off debt. Because I think that if you think about it like that, the need for that personal loan kind of goes away. And it seems a lot less scary. Yeah. So I would talk to them about budgeting. Cool. But I wasn't really doing any budgeting at the time. And also the other thing that I would say is if you are in that situation, ignore all of the advertisements that you get from Mm. financial institutions. Like unless you're really actively like, I think I need another credit card or like, I don't have any points or whatever. All the information that you get about like personal loans I would say ignore it and pay attention to the debt that you have unless there's like a major, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure you can probably speak to this better than I can, but I really definitely, like I got a thing in the mail about Mm -hmm. a personal loan from my bank and was like, oh, this could actually really help me. Disaster. You got got. I got got. It's so predatory. I'm always reading about like uh, lawsuits against just predatory lending. That's great advice. I love it. Um, I was like, I'm just curious as to what you would say. Cool. Okay. What's the best thing you've ever done with money? Uh, well, spent it on your course. It's <laughs> going to be honest. Honestly, I I can't praise it enough. I 100% believe that. Also opening a high interest savings account that was not attached to my checking account. So it makes the savings shimmy so much more work. Like just that action on its own was really, really helpful. I love that. Oh my goodness. I love, and I love the, yes, the way you interpreted that. And thank you. That's so sweet. Okay. This is a fun one. What's the least amount of money that's a lot of money to you? Like if you lost or wasted X amount of money, you'd be really upset. Oh, that's a good question. I don't love waste. (laughs) I mean, I don't think anybody does. Um, I know I know you don't either. You're very, you like the minimal lifestyle. I do. And yet it's so interesting because I, where I spend my money is like on, because I do have an arts background and I'm still very much, you know, a creative. So I spend my money on like seeing shows. And, you know, if you think about that, you're like sitting in a theater for however many hours watching someone perform and somebody else might look at that as wasteful but I never, ever, ever do. So I'm just trying to think about the last thing I bought where I was like, oh, such a waste. Or like um, an unexpected like charge and like you can't get out of it and you're like, this sucks, but Mm. I'm not, it's not going to affect my retirement. Like 
wow, that's yeah. really annoying. I'm really annoyed that I left my wallet and lost the X amount of money and cash that I had for my vacation, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I honestly, I think that if I spent like $50 on something that I like never used, I would be annoyed with myself. Mm. Like it's like, even, even that I'm like, ugh. but when I really think about it where I'm like, oh, this would actually feel really bad. I think would be like somewhere in the realm of a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you know, just something where I'm like, Oh, that could have been like a more than a week's worth of groceries. <laughs> like, and then just really not feeling good about that. And what do you think it was like before you got your finances in order? Oh my God. Before I got my finances in order, honestly, like $20 could have tipped me one way or the other. Mm. And yet I was more tired. So I was doing, you know, this is one thing. Sometimes if I, when I'm really tired, this really particularly happened like before this was a very like Jenny of 2021, July 2021 thing. Um, I was really tired and didn't have the energy to like make dinner. So I would order seamless and something that would be even like, you know, $15 in the restaurant would somehow end up being like over $30 when you get, once you're getting it delivered and then the food wasn't good. Yeah. That would like kill me. Yeah. Really that. Yeah. That's, that's the actual real answer to that question. Like, it doesn't matter how much it is. If it's something where I'm like, this will be a convenience, this will make it better. And then it's not better. Yep, totally. Uh, Okay, last question. What's a realistic goal that you're working towards now that would have been unrealistic five years ago? Oh, what's my goal? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, certainly like my biggest goal is, well, living alone, number one, having an emergency fund, number two. Both of those things five years ago didn't even seem... They were so far away that I wasn't even dreaming about them. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's so close that (laughs) I think about it every day. So, And I think it's very actually enriching to have goals that you can actually focus on. You know, that you have the space to focus on and that you can have the knowledge to bring closer and closer and closer to fruition. Wow. I literally cannot wait for the moment you have your apartment. Uh, AJ, it's going to be so good. It's gonna be, I, <laughs> I just, can cry just thinking about it. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. That is going to be such like a prideful moment. Like it, you've worked so hard to get here and you're consistently doing the work and it's just going to be really big. That's going to be a really big moment. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. And also I like, I had a friend visit Uh, last week who has known me for like the last 10 years and I was so excited to tell her about all of this like financial change in my life I've never ever been proud of my finances before ever in my life so wow ah and I just I think and I hope that that bleeds into like all the other areas of your life where it just like it's a ripple effect when you feel confident in one area right it's yeah And, you know, it's like the opposite, you know, how you say when you're stressed about one thing, it sort of affects the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. This is like the opposite action happening. (laughs) I love that. It's the ripple effect of getting empowered with your finances. Yes, 
Exactly. I love it. Oh, Jenny, this is so wonderful. I think so many people can relate to your story. Um, I'm so grateful that you're willing to share it with us. And um, where can people find you, follow you, see your journeys? Uh, If you're interested in following my journeys, you can follow me on Instagram. That's always easiest. And it's at Jenny Campbell 89. Awesome. We'll put it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I'm so honored to have been invited to this. I'm so glad. I, uh, I like, I just almost had like the dorkiest moment where I, um, I wanted to say happy budgeting because like this new group of the course, they keep saying that. And I'm like, maybe that's how I should end it. Happy budgeting. (laughs) (laughs) I think that works. It kind of works. Because I think, yeah, I also think that like how people sometimes feel about it, like budgeting can seem like such a terrifying, like sad thing, but to have like a joyful connotation, I think it really adds a lot. We used to have one of our coworkers used to say at the end of every staff meeting, be happy in your work. Oh. And it actually made the work a little bit better. So maybe happy budgeting. I love it. Feel better. Yeah. All right, Jenny. Well, thank you so much for joining us and happy budgeting. <laughs> happy budgeting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Everybody's Bad With Money. Your support makes a huge difference. And if you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If you're listening and you're thinking, yes, I'm so ready to get my finances in order. I'm so done living the way that I'm living and I'm ready for a change. I really don't know how to get started, but I'm ready. Kill your relationship with money and become financially free begins July 12th. In 10 weeks, you will learn everything you need to know to budget, get out of debt, build wealth, and change your money mindset to an attractor. You have 24-hour support, live sessions, and a one-on-one call with a financial freedom coach. Since it is so hands-on, spots are limited, and you must apply to be enrolled. Learn more at beyondthegreencoaching.com and apply with a link in the show notes. Are you ready to take control over your finances and become the wealthiest person you know? The program is $2,100 or six payments of $400. Apply and sign up before June 29th to receive one month of coaching for free. You heard me right. One free month. Still listening? Head to the link in the show notes to apply and start your financial freedom journey today.